The population of London grew at a rapid rate in the 19th century, and the city soon ran out of places to bury its dead. The answer was the creation of huge suburban cemeteries around the edge of the capital. Their grand monuments and more modest headstones connect us directly to the past, giving us compelling clues to fascinating lives. One local historian, Mike Gilfoyle, has made it his mission to uncover some of the extraordinary tales that lie behind the epitaphs at the Brockley and Ladywell Cemetery in South East London. More than 150,000 people are thought to have been buried in this leafy, peaceful resting place. Some famous in their day, some infamous, many deserving recognition once again. These are the stories behind the London epitaphs. The very early days of cinema was all about entrepreneurs. If you had a bit of money, a camera and somewhere to shoot, you could make movies. These people were pioneers, carving out an industry from nothing. And one of Britain's first professional filmmakers is buried in Brockley Cemetery, his grave marked by a pristine headstone. In 1920s Britain, Leslie Evely's name was well known to cinema goers. He directed, produced and edited a huge number of popular and successful movies, ranging from historic melodramas to murder mysteries. He was an expert cameraman in the days when the camera operator was the single most important role in movie making. They were called photographers and their technical know-how was vital. But Evely was involved in nearly every aspect of the business and went out to direct movies as well, before heading out to Hollywood and immersing himself in what was already becoming the world's greatest movie production line. Evely's career, forged in the silent era, spanned the arrival of sound, and he was also instrumental in the British film industry's experimentation with colour processes as early as 1926. Leslie Evely was born in Deptford in 1890. We don't know much about his early life or how he came to enter the new world of moving pictures, but there are some records of him appearing in amateur dramatic productions for the Deptford players as a young man. Somehow he found himself a foothold in the new world of filmmaking and he is credited as being one of two photographers on what is now described as Britain's first epic movie, Jane Shore, which was made in 1915. This production set during the Wars of the Roses was huge by the standards of the day. There were hundreds of extras for the large-scale battle scenes as well as lavish costumes and sets. Evely must have already have been a trusted technician by the age of 25 to have landed such a prominent job. By the early 20s he was making films for a company called Granger Davidson before throwing his lot in with the director-producer George Banfield. Together they created a company called British Filmcraft. The company bought the former Broadwest Studios in Walthamstow. In those days, at the very heart of British film industry, here, Banfield and Everly went on to make hundreds of movies, with Everly either directing or behind the camera. Many films made by British Filmcraft were very favourably reviewed, such as The Burgomaster of Stillamond. This 1929 drama, portraying German atrocities in Belgium during the First World War, starred the hugely popular American actress Fern Andra, who made several films with Everly. In those days, the role of the cameraman was extremely highly regarded, and often the only two names credited in publicity material were those of the director and the cameraman. Thus, Leslie Everly was a very well-known name in the industry at the time. Photographed by Leslie Everly, 
was a very common sight for the filmgoer in the 1920s. British filmcraft also made several serials, the box sets of their day, including a run of movies featuring the popular fictional British detective Sexton Blake. These films were distributed abroad by Paramount Pictures and starred Langthorne Burton in the title role. The fifth in the series, directed by Evely and called The Office Mystery, featured rooftop fights filmed on location in the West End. Tilly Day, who later made her name as a leading script supervisor, started her working life at Walthamstow Studios. In fact, she was taught everything about continuity by Leslie Evely. She was interviewed years later about her days working for him in silent movies, and her insight was priceless. Well, they always had a piano player, and they'd play various music. I can remember very well Charmaine being played so many times, I can tell you. And then Diana, that was played. And the actors sort of emote. They always emoted better with music than without it. So they had the piano and sometimes they had the cello. The director always talked all the way through. Go to your right, go to your left. It was mostly that. Go to your left, pick up so-and-so, put that down, go across there, pat the child. Emote, you just lost the child, you just found him. Emote, emote used to come into it a lot. At the height of his creative success, Evely visited Hollywood. We don't know what his role was, but he certainly made the most of the opportunity, absorbing film craft from the new studios. He wrote a series of articles for Bioscope magazine called A Technician in Hollywood, giving lively accounts of what the paper called important technical facts of American production. Evely was very impressed by the Hollywood studios and more than once complained about the inferiority of the British film industry. He seemed bowled over by every aspect of the States. I suppose the first and probably the longest impression gained by the English visitor to the studios in and around Hollywood is one of size. After years spent in our English studios, those in the States seem tremendous. When one considers that the state of California alone is about twice the size of the British Isles, and that this is by no means America's largest state, one begins to adjust one's sense of proportion. He sent back to his fellow British filmmakers invaluable industry information from sunlight art lamps to liquid microphones. His dispatches also reveal a little of the antagonism a lot of filmmakers felt towards the advent of sound. He reported one Hollywood colleague telling him bitterly that cinematography is being sacrificed on the altar of sound. The coming of talkies was a painful transition for some in the industry. Many actors who had enjoyed glittering careers in the silent cinema floundered when they had to open their mouths and be heard. Studios that had excelled at silent shorts failed to adapt to the new technical needs of the talkie. Leslie Evely had a better grasp than many, given his stint in Hollywood, but ironically, it wasn't enough to save his studios. George Banfield's British filmcraft struggled and went under. But Evely was a true entrepreneur, seeing opportunity in every new turn. His technical obsession stood him in good stead and his trips to Hollywood brought him into contact with countless innovations. He acquired the sole rights for Maul Richardson's incandescent lighting in Britain and won a contract to install it at Madame Two Swords. He was also very impressed with the new film makeup by Max Factor being used in Hollywood studios and immediately started negotiating its import to the UK with his wife running this arm of the business. 
There is no question that Leslie Evely was highly respected and admired among his fellow filmmakers. In fact, he played a pivotal role in disseminating new ideas and introducing techniques into a domestic industry that suffered serious ups and downs in the early 20th century. He was the first cameraman to be awarded a fellowship by the Royal Photographic Society and was in great demand as a speaker. So many early movies are now lost and with them the reputations of the pioneers who established a film industry in this country. Leslie Everly not only made successful films in his days, but helped lay the foundations of the modern British filmmaking. To have discovered his grave might go a few steps towards revisiting his great achievements. London Epitaphs was brought to you by Tempest Productions.